This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is Wednesday, October something, 4th, 5th, who cares? It's the day after the wild card game. The Yanks won. We're on to the DS. It was a wild, wild game. We're going to go through it, and we're going to talk DS. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. That was, that, the song? that was Game of Thrones. All right, let's let's actually open up like this, Jake. Uh, one word to des- two words to describe that game. You go first. <laughs> tough spot, man. Tough spot. It was a tough spot. That's good. Two words. No, you just put me in one. <laughs> two words. I don't know. Chaos. Yeah. Emotion. Emotional chaos. All right. I was gonna say controlled chaos, which is pretty close. Um, I, I felt emotions in the first three innings I'd never felt before. The first inning. The first inning gave us every emotion you could get. You could get out of like despair, hopelessness, like embarrassed kind of. I was like, so I'm watching it in my little office room because I make the gifts as I go. So I watch on my computer. Sure. I'm pretty used to that. My uh, Katie and her, her dad was watching it in the family room. So when they're down three, nothing, I hear him turn it on and kind of like not laugh, but like, Oh boy. Oh no. And he's like, Jimmy, what's going on? And I don't like, I was not in a jovial, like, I know he's not being mean. He's just like talking as if I was a casual fan. It's like, no, like my heart and soul is getting ripped out right now. So I I had to shut the door and I was going to text Katie. If it stayed three, if Dee didn't have to hit that home run, I was going to block the door with a chair and like text Katie and say, no one come in the room. Yeah. I, I had another friend that was giving me like the, Oh no, Jake, it's not looking good. And like, no, that's like not a thing you do. No, you like, that would be like, like if that'd be like, if you were, I don't know, a presentation at work or like something else important to your life. And we were the, just in your ear going like, Oh, this is bad, huh? Yeah. You're really failing this presentation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, casual sports fans think like, if you ever go to the bar or hang out with a group of girls, they're like, Oh, what's the, what, why are they losing? What's going on? It's like, yo, shut the fuck up. I can't deal with this right now. I yeah. was, I, and then as Katie came home, it was right after Dee Dee hit that home run. And I, I mean, I posted the video of my reaction, like can't control it. That's how I reacted. Wish right. I had a little more composure, but maybe I don't, I don't care. But when Dee hit that homer, so nerves were, were back. I had nerves before the game. I had nerves pr- at, from the second inning to nine. I had some nerves, a little like, oh no, but the despair and like the, oh shit feeling. I never even crept close to that again after we tied it. It just, and then because we scored in the first inning, we scored in the second inning, we scored in the third. It just never. I wasn't confident, but I wasn't scared. Yeah, I. I feel like there's going to be a lot of statements that are easier to say now than they were. But honestly, and I, I don't know. I like to be optimistic. I think I can be very pessimistic. When Seve gave up the home run to Dozier, for a minute there, I was kind of like, okay. This might not be a bad thing. A solo home run, this could settle down Seve, and it's like, well, <laughs> well, you know, the perfect game's over. I might as well just hunker down, throw my stuff again. And luckily, it's something we don't have to harp on. I think that I think he struck out Kepler. I forget if it was the one-two pitch or the O-two pitch. There's there was one outside fastball that was right there, which it's tough. And I, <laughs> you know, I circled back in the later innings saying the umps. Man, I'm not a huge K zone guy. But pretty much that ump was awesome with K-Zone. <laughs> For what they were showing on the TV and what he was calling, he was pretty on point. It almost was like he could see it. Actually, I didn't really have a problem with that ump, any of the umps all game. I don't think bad umping came into play ever, right? 
Exactly. That was like my coming down. Like I had a couple whiskey drinks and I was like calming myself down. And I was like, you know, the umps are calling a pretty good game right now, <laughs> which is a little pathetic. But I, I don't know. I just I needed to say that as because it's a true baseball fan moment, because if Severino got that strikeout on Kepler, I think he probably ends up going three, four innings. I'm not saying it's a great start still, but I'm saying he because the crowd was awesome tonight. That also has to be said. The crowd was incredible. Joe Girardi said it felt like he was at a college football game again, and it's the loudest he's heard the new stadium ever. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I think if Severino gets that and that gets rid of his – I mean, he literally had the shakes out there again. I I know we don't want to talk about it, but you kind of have to. No, we got to get into it because he did. He was visibly, like, shaking. I said he looked like Pineda's little brother just because – he looked like Pineda. Like when Pineda is down and out, you can read it all over his body language. Sevy yeah. is a bulldog. He's a bully. Even when he's had like terrible starts and bad outings, he never looked defeated on the mound. He looked like a lost little puppy out there. That was the scariest part. It wasn't that he couldn't find the strike zone because he still has good stuff if you can't find the strike zone. It's not like he's Tyler Clippard when he doesn't have his fastball. He's still got a 98 mile per hour fastball and a slider that moves. He's not a beast, but the body language was so scary when he, it was like, you got to take him out. Yeah. And that's, I, again, I, I don't know why I have an eternal optimist hat on right now, but coming into this game, I kind of went, I, I don't know. We, we got all juiced up about this and I'm thinking, you know, this is the 23 year old ace. Like if Sevy comes out and he throws a gem this game and he has a postseason, now we've got like, if he has, if he had slash has, there's still a lot of room. If he has a great postseason, you know, he's the bona fide young ace. Everyone's in on Judge. The baseball world's in on Sanchez. Severino's kind of like the missing piece, you know, if you reference the big four or whatever you want. I mean, he's the ace. That's what people yeah, I mean, look he for. was the third best pitcher in the American League. Yes. But... I mean, at the same time, that was our whole concern coming in. You, you, me, our, our friends we talked to, he was the unknown and he didn't have it. And it sucks. I mean, there, there's anyone that's played the game of baseball that just pulling your pitcher that soon hurts, hurts everyone inside. Yeah. Cause you know that, you know, that just sucks. He, he went in, Severino went into that game saying, yeah, I don't care about the fucking bullpen. I'm going to, I'm going to pitch a complete game shutout. And then he's out there with one out getting a yank. I mean, it was it was it was it was one out, three runs, and two on base. It was the worst. Oh situation. yeah, I'm I'm not saying I was against the move at all, but it's just you feel for the guy. And I I don't know my my first thought was I pray he gets another start this postseason just to put anything out there that's not that. And it looks like it will. So yeah, I mean, and immediately I had forty like a hundred people tweeting at me. This is why you shouldn't have pitched him. Not one person tweeted that at me before that Severino didn't yeah. deserve this start. And it's still the right call. Severino 100. If you go back tomorrow, Severino 100% gets that ball. He, yeah. He's, I got really sexy on Twitter tonight. So I'm going to reference myself a lot. I think the best comparison was because Barrios came in for the twins. He's their young ace of the future. They gave the ball to Irvin Santana, who also had a better year and is a proven veteran. But, I mean, you can make a comparison there. If you want to compare Irvin to Tanaka or CC, and you want to compare Berrios to uh, Seve, pretty same result after three innings or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So it was what it was. It, it sucks. Right now I'm just going to take it as the um, – I don't know. What was that Gatorade commercial that, you know, people, people get success from their failures. <laughs> like that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I am right now. Yeah. I mean, he had a good interview afterwards. He said it was just kind of like the situation nerves. I mean, it's easy to tell yourself I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. And then it's the loudest crowd ever. I don't, that's not an excuse. People were also like, give him, cut him, cut him a break. He's young. Cut him a break. He's a rookie. No, I mean, not at all. He fucking sucked and did us a bad job. He deserves all the criticism. That is part of it. Like part of why he did good is because it was a rookie and he's young and it's a new situation for him. That is, yeah. that's what happened, but it is not an excuse. It's not a reason to cut him some slack. Yeah, Sammy, and if you the can't best, do that. 
if if the bats stayed if the bats didn't get going tonight, we'd be roasting him completely. So yeah, I mean he got completely bailed out. I don't know. I I just think that bulldog mentality that you mentioned. I'm picturing Sevy whether it's game two. I know we'll we'll probably delve into that a little bit. I I think he's gonna come back mean. Again, yeah. I know that's still a, a little eternal optimist, but I, he's going to come back mean. All right. In the first inning, Gardner works the leadoff walk, which I predicted. Not really. It was like a fake prediction, but I but leadoff walk. And then Judge works a good at bat. And I didn't, you know, you don't know that Didi's going to homer and tie it up right there. But it was even the slightest little pump in the arm. Like, okay, something we're going to, we're going to grind. The Gardner, walk, the Gardner walk, I freaked out. I screamed. I was I was going nut job at that point. The dog wanted the dog wanted to sleep. He was at puppy day camp today. He was exhausted. <laughs> I was screaming. He got away from me. He went to the other side of the apartment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Gardner's whole game. We'll do our MVP of the game after we go through it. Let's go through it real quick. Sure. Didi hits the home run. Amazing. I mean, right there, just a whole new ball game. Like obviously we're in our bullpen in the second inning and that's not there, but we're scoring fucking runs. You're we're not, you can't count us out. It brings the whole stadium back in. It brings the whole team back in unreal. And then the second inning, Chad green goes out there, strikes out Grossman strikes out Dozier gets Maurer out to line out quick inning. We go back out and Gardner homers to give us the lead, which was, which was a mean homer. I'd never seen. Oh yeah. We had a DD bat flip, which I don't think was dis- disrespectful in the oh. first inning at all. It was just like, that was the moment. It was exciting. So Got it, yeah. you're just celebrating. It wasn't disrespectful, but <laughs> Gardner disrespectful. He, hey, he got and, thrown up and in the pitch before. I know. And I went live on my phone. Cause I was like, he's, you do not do that to Gardner. He's an angry motherfucker. And I was talking into my phone. Katie was watching me. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, Gardner's going to do something here because he's so mad. I thought either he was going to strike out and just like break his bat or start screaming because he'll do that or hit a home run. And he smashed it. Like he swung so hard and just stared him down. Nasty, nasty. He got interviewed by Scott Van Pelt afterwards. And Van Pelt's very good with words. And he, he plays the friendly guy card very well. And he was like, Brett, like, I know you're not this guy, but you know, you, <laughs> you got that one and you stared it down a little bit. Right. And Brett, like the question before that flinched a little bit. And then he was like, I'm full out. And he went full gardener. He was like, yeah, you know, I was looking for a pitch to hit and I, I got good wood on it. <laughs> and they were like, come on, man. <laughs> like, no, we saw it. He's a light switch, man. He's a good talker company, man. But you know, he's like an angry Southern. Yeah. Just angry dude behind the scenes which is awesome you love it and so then now you're up four three the next inning chad green goes out there they get the lead back i mean i think what did chad do he gave up a single walk fly out walk so two on you bring in d rob who induces the double play but buxton is fast as hell yeah that's so they tie it there d rob gets out of it houdini bases loaded one out I mean, he allowed one run, but he didn't allow any damage. So who do you need the hell out of it? We go to the th- third inning and we put up more runs right, o- right away with a judge homer and the most like a judge. So like I tweeted this out, we got a DD bat flip. Never seen that before. We got Gardy staring down a pitcher. Never seen that before. And we got judge emotion celebrating as he's rounding the bases. Never seen that before. And I, yeah. I mean, I was like swollen with pride watching that in slow-mo and i mean oh that was awesome i tweeted it out and it's it's gone like super viral i think it's got a thousand retweets because it's just pure happiness it's just pure joy again it's not dickish it's not celebrating it's not showboating he's just literally transported himself to like a nine-year-old who hit his first home run on 200 foot little league fences in a game that means nothing that had snack time in between any just like unfiltered joy yeah it was like it was the one and a half months of frustration where he had an MVP season and then people said he was garbage for a month and a half. I mean, you <laughs> almost felt that in one swing and man, I'd, you know, you're, you're my gift guy, my stat guy, my guy, it, the vein in his neck after he runs the base, there's pure joy. And then there's just a vein that's about the size of most people's forearms. It's popping out, which a, is just awesome. He's a monster. That's playoff baseball, man. Um, sorry. Someone tweeted me something really weird. I don't really get it. I it's of that gif. I said, this is happiness in its purest form. 
Judge watched that ball go over and turned into a little leaguer who had his first ever. And he said, to be fair, Dozier looked like he was the same amount happy on his home run. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Are you arguing? Yeah. I don't understand that. Credit for Dozier. Good, good job. Yeah. Dozier hit a home run. That was cool. Um, so judge, that's a big lead. Now we have two run lead, some cushion and D Rob just shuts it down. I mean, yeah. D Rob may be my MVP. I don't know. We'll get into that later. Also, you had Todd Frazier pull into the wall that Buxton caught. Like, that was a deep shot. Yeah, that was deep. I've I'm gonna say this so quick because I'm mad that I'm even talking about it. But I've for late '90s, early 2000, it was super sexy for outfielders to play shallow. That was like the cocky outfielder Edmund, move. Edmonds. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, it became the thing. Like it was basically. If you were a good outfielder, you were saying, I w- I'm going to rob your singles because I can go back on a ball. Nowadays, I think everyone plays so so much deeper, and that's why you see these home run robberies. And I think it's I, not a money ball thing. It's an analytics thing that you let the single drop because you want to rub the, rob the doubles and the homers. So that being said, Buxton's a freak, and he he made a great play on that. The quote they were talking about before the game was Buxton said if it's – if it's staying in the park, he was going to get it. And he did. And I mean, hurt himself again. It's, it's one of those things. If, if the game ended up differently, we'd be saying, wow, that, that changed everything again for the Yankees. Luckily it didn't, but uh, yeah, that, that was too bad with bucks. And he's, he's going to be around for a long while. All right. The next big thing that happened was D Rob in the sixth inning gets in a little bit of trouble. Looks like Joe's going to pull him. Like, I think everyone thought, yeah. even Gary and Castro walked up, slapped him on the butt. Good job, David. Like, awesome. You crushed it. And Joe walks out, and you can read his lips, and he says, uh, shit, I, I wrote it. He's like, how do you feel? Are you okay? And David's like, yeah. He's like, good job. Keep going. Or something like that. And yeah. Says, you, the best part of that was Gary and Castro's reaction. Like, yeah, he let him stay in. Yeah. They were excited for him. Um, It didn't work. I mean, that's. Joe had a great game and that maybe didn't work out because Robertson walked the next guy and came out anyway. But I love that my manager, you just instill so much confidence. You go out there. It's it's almost like a moment, like he just gave up a single and I know this didn't work out. So it's weird to say, but it's almost like right. Joe goes out there and gives him a shot in the arm of confidence where it's like, Oh, I thought you were taking me out. Oh, you want me to keep going? Let's go. I mean, it didn't work out, but that's what that does when a manager does that, which is awesome. Now also yeah. it didn't work out because during that next at bat, he saw uh, all of Gary Sanchez's future children die taking that shot yeah. to the nuts. You can't watch your battery mate get hit in the nuts and not get a little rattled and walk the batter. Some great footage though. No, his reaction was like he died. When I saw it live, I was like, well, what did Robertson see that we didn't see that had to be bad. The back and forth between him and Gary, it was pretty great. Once Gary, like, came to finally was alive again, again, yeah. That's when you could be critical of because, I mean, that's the thing. I I wouldn't be critical of it. It was awesome. I said it was like a movie moment. It's the the manager comes out, like, hey, you got anything left? And, like, normally you picture the manager coming out and be like, hey, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Giving it to the kid. And then in the movie, the old guy says no. Yeah. You, you let him watch. This was, <laughs> you were wondering if Robertson was going to even have that chance. And Gerardo was like, no, you're my boy. You got it. But I, if you wanted to, you could say that was a bad move. Cause again, like we're saying, it looked like he should have <laughs> pulled him and then he didn't, which was cool. <laughs> but then he didn't get that out, which sucked. That's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not hypercritical of, of that. There's, there is one move by Joe that I didn't like happened a little later. Yeah. Um, but I think that move briefly, that move can, can linger like that can give D Rob confidence for later on. Like I know I didn't get the job done for you, Joe, but I'm glad you had confidence in me. That's a whole, that gives everyone on the team a boost. Like you said, with Gary and Castro, like, yeah, you know, I, they were pumped up I, just, just because Joe let D Rob <laughs> stay in the game, Gary and Castro got pumped up. Uh, he, he, Brings in Canley, who throws two pitches to get Maurer, flies out to Gardner, who Gardner <laughs> flies out to tough turn there. <laughs> well, yeah, smokes one on the line. Gardner plays. I want to go make a highlight of every ball that Gardner got today. 
because, I mean, that one was hard. I think there was another one that was kind of an iffy play. The one after that was crazy, and he made he made look nonchalant. It was like, uh, mm-hmm. it was down the line, another dangerous ball. Yo, he, he's really good left fielder. He ended yeah. the season the only one without an error that qualified as a fielder. That was a, that was a pretty cool stat. No, I, I the thing that does hold Gardner back, because he, he, he does an amazing job, he's and I think you've said he's kind of smooth. I don't think he's smooth at all. He he takes choppy footsteps, and there's like a moment of hesitation when the ball's coming down. You're there. There's a moment where it's like he's did he just did he just do the uh, what's it when you when you do your feet like this pirouette? He turns weird, so he runs to the ball yes. and then he'll open up as soon as he catches it. Yes. But exactly. when I say smooth, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about his transfer from fielding a grounder to throwing in to hold those okay. doubles. Cause that's where Clint was like bobbles it and like, doesn't know where to throw it. Gardner right. comes up firing pretty smooth, but yeah, he does yeah. run to the ball and then open up his shoulders and, and, it's, yeah. and it's weird. And that's just a little awkward. And yeah. ESPN had the worst coverage of that one down the line. They that switched cameras bad, halfway yeah. through. What, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I was bad. Uh, bottom six, we go down one, two, three again. The, yet the back end of our order did not go good. Then you got the seventh inning. Canely goes back out and shuts him down. He was, he looked good. Yeah. He, he looked really good. He's, he, him and Chapman definitely made a turn from their rough stretches. Yeah. I mean, Chapman and was- I, 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 I think <laughs> you and me knowing that, <laughs> Canley's kind of a me head and postseason game, you know, that turns into, okay, he's throwing one Oh two, but the ball's all over the place or something like that. He, he did a great job. If you would have told me he was the connect the bridge piece today, I, I wouldn't have bought that. Yep. And I was tweeting, I wanted to see how shaky his hand is because we've seen it where he's holding the ball and it's like this, it's like crazy shaky. Yeah. It's pretty still today. Like that. Also that play where, it went to first where Granite just overstepped first base. Yeah. <laughs> would have been interesting to see how Joe plays that. I think he would have brought Chapman in early for like a two and a third save. Yeah. Um, but, and that guy's an idiot, steps right over the bag. Then you go to the ninth and Chapman's just mean. Yeah. Well, we got extra runs. How did we get, Garden, Gary got hits. That's that's the um, the the one decision that I didn't agree with, which there's, there's a reason for it is when um, Bird came up with the bases loaded. And they they brought in Rogers, the lefty. I get it. You're you're up three, and Greg Bird had great at bats. Yeah, I mean, you, you tweeted me earlier in the game. Night. He's locked in. He's going to homer. He was again the the K zone, and I'm not a huge believer in, but the K zone was extremely accurate with the umpire tonight. So I, I'm fine with it. Bird had complete control. Any pitch that started in the K zone and ended up outside, he didn't swing at. He took that walk in the first inning when the stadium was rocking, and you think, you know, especially if you're Greg Bird, you're you're trying to. And it's his first at bat. Yeah, you're. It, it, the stadium's rocking. I mean, how could you not be up there wanting to swing with everything you've got? And he took a real. T- he took a lot of tough pitches. So he he looked really locked in. I thought he was going to catch one. He had the RBI single, but I feel like in that moment, Joe got away from a one-game playoff which is okay. I mean, they were up three runs. It was the seventh or the eighth. But in this one-game playoff, you keep the extra arms and you keep the extra bats to use them. That Tyler Wade's on the, on the roster just in case we have to run and get a run. I mean, you, can, you could use Chase or Holiday there and have Chase end up in the field, and it's a righty bat against uh, a lefty reliever He's a good lefty reliever, but especially good against lefties. And if you get another run there, it's a four-run game. Yeah. Which, at the time, there was one out, and then they brought in the other reliever, and he walked Hicks to make it a four-run game. Which, you know, again, is fine, and either way, everything's probably going to work out. So the other the other ball of it, other side of the ball, is that a phrase? Is that... Bird's very much earned everyone's trust at this point that he's kind of going to be the first baseman as long as it's not like a gnarly lefty. Like if it's sale, he's got a better batting he, average against lefties than righties. He's not his splits. Aren't right. Terrible. Right. But I, you know, if it's someone like sale, you could see him sitting and you wouldn't be offended by it pretty much. No. But, and Headley hit sale. Good. 
Um, I, w- yeah. I was live on Periscope for that situation. Everyone was asking, do you pinch hit? And I was like, I, I wouldn't, I don't think he's going to pinch it because of what you, what you tweeted, Bird looked locked in. But I wouldn't have cared either. If, if he did pinch it, it would have been like, cool, yeah. fine. So I was 50-50. And I feel like if it's 50-50, you go with gut and whatever majority gut was. Yeah. Bird. Didn't work out. Struck out. That guy was throwing. I thought they looked bad. I thought he was going to crush it. The first pitch was a little slide curveball inside. I thought it looked silly, but it got yeah. But other than that, Girardi managed a great game. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean go the, to the bullpen. Girardi managed a great game. Anything I'm going to say is nitpicking. Again, before the game, I said I was team Headley over Hicks. I would have had Ellsbury in center. You know, Hicks had Hicks was what zero for three RBI walk, zero for four RBI walk, or no, he had the swinging bunt too. Yeah, swinging bunt. Yeah. Um. And his defense didn't come into play. We won, so it doesn't matter. But I think it, it did not. It leaves a lot of room for Headley should start game one. Yeah. I, I think Headley should get yeah. the start. Feel bad for Headley that he was out of the lineup. Like, Hicks had been hurt. You can't fault a guy for being hurt. Ellsbury, Ellsbury had been hurt. You can't fault Hicks and Ellsbury for getting hurt over the course of the season. But, like we were saying, Headley is a constant staple the entire season. And besides May, was good, solid, showed up, did his job every game. Uh, so I, I mean, you wanted him in the lineup. I didn't, I, I don't care, but I just felt really bad for him. I thought they should get yeah, him in. Uh, I think he should get in this next series. We can move on. Let's move on to, well, let's just go ask questions. Cause I think they're all going to be at the next series. Sure. Anything else about the game? I think we got it all. It was awesome. I mean, we the, covered it all. Oh, I mean, let's, we, we want to do MVP type stuff right now before moving on to yeah, the next series. Yeah. Just kind of close this up. And I already said it. My MVP is D Rob three, yeah. three innings. You've never done that before. The dude, I don't know. He's just, he's in my heart. He's like a Yankee. CC Sabathia on his podcast was talking about how like D Rob came back to New York and he kind of like said he grew he grew up in New York and was spoiled and had no idea he was spoiled. And then he went to Chicago and CC was like, yeah. then he'd come back to New York. And D Rob was like, man, I'm so happy to be back. And CC's like, yeah, man, it's a little different here. It's a little better. So I'm just happy he's back. He is loving being back. You can tell, man. He's just like the happiest dude. He's smiley as hell. And he crushed it. The 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 best way I, I could describe it in the thought that was going through my head is that he just had a look on his face like, which you don't see pro athletes have a lot, because end of the day, there's a lot of ulterior motives. He had he had a look on his eye like he would literally leave it all out there if this was it. Uh-huh. Like if, if this was the last game ever and Girardi told him, yeah, you're throwing 150 today. Yeah. Everyone's got the flu. Like he, he would do it. Like he, he, there wouldn't be a hesitation. Like there's at this point in the season, there's a lot of guys that would be like, yeah, if that's what you need coach. But uh-huh. I mean, he, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, I mean, even, um, even, Ch- I, even Chapman last year for the Cubs didn't like doing it. Wasn't like happy with the way he was used. Robertson. Right. He wants to do like someone tweeted to me, like he's pitching with his heart right now. And that's such a corny Disney channel thing to say, but I'll buy in because yeah. he looked like he was pitching and this may just come off good. And he panders to New York perfectly. And he doesn't actually love being a Yankee, but I'll buying whatever you're saying. Cause it seems like he does. It seems like he truly, truly it's, is pitching for the city. <laughs> like these, these are words. These, these are words. I'd never, I, I don't even want to say, but like, if, if he got like hurt out there today, like if, you know, his arm just wasn't ready for close to 50 pitches or something like that, like his post game interview would have been like, this is what I wanted. Like, <laughs> this is, I, like the, the, the old, the fallen warrior thing we referenced, I'll, I'll do just the two quick cop outs. It's I'm, I'm going Didi and Chad green. It, Chad stopped it from being five runs very easily. And Didi made it a zero, zero game after, what we call the nightmare scenario. Yeah. So. I mean, and it's crazy. We're not even including judge because for all the not judges and clutch, he doesn't, he lacks the clutch yeah. gene. You can go take that and shove it up your ass. And I said this earlier, I was worried that if judge doesn't come through in this one game, if we lose and judge goes over four, it would have been like this whole thing. He's not clutch. He lacks clutch gene. Instead he comes out with a single, then he gets a home run. Then he gets a walk and goes first to third, like real good base running puts the pressure on him. Great game by judge. My not an insider tip, but something and again, a lot of up and down emotions. 
when Gardner got on with that little slapper to left before the judge Homer, I said on Twitter how huge that was. Because if you're pitching to judge, two outs, no runners on, you just let it ride out there, whatever happens. One out with a runner on, pitching to judge is going to be an absolute nightmare this postseason. And if you look at the first inning, that's the Yanks got the three runs from Didi that way, and then judge hit the homer um, when Gardner got on that way. So I think uh, if you're you're looking for some good insider water cooler talk, it comes back to Brett Gardner again because – Judge and Gary with men on base is going to be a problem this postseason. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you chose Chad and Didi. I chose D-Rob. And then I said Judge needs recognition as well. My second was actually Brett Gardner before I like sat down and thought, yeah. like, okay, so getting the leadoff walk, getting on base. Got a fly in my room. I'm trying to kill it. The leadoff walk, getting on base. Then the home run, just angry. So much angst. You build off that angst if you're the team. Yeah. Then he got on base three times. The first three times he got up, he got on base. He scored three runs. Yeah. His defense was great. He's just a steady, solid guy. Uh, so, I mean, that's five dudes. There was a lot of good in this game. Gary had two hits. There's just a lot like a lot of good. Bird had an yeah. RBI hit when the guy was on, and he had a chance to, to move him in. I think it was with two outs, too. So, a, a, yeah. I mean, I think I said it, I said it in my post game recap. Severino, huge bad piece, as bad as bad can be for him. But all the other rookie guys who we were worried how they would react, perfect, excellent, great. And it's it's people are like it's their first game in the postseason. It's different. It's even more than that because it's yeah. not just their first. Like usually your first game, yeah, your first game in the postseason is like okay, well I didn't get him today. Don't press. I got at least two more days. Nope. Your postseason like history, ride or die on one game for the next. If you're one of these rookies for the next hundred and for the next year, so yeah. I mean, now I hope they keep going. Who else, who, who else had a bad day? Ellsbury, kind of. Ellsbury, yeah, Ellsbury didn't have a good day, and neither did Todd. The Frazier. bottom, the bottom of the lineup didn't have great. Well, Todd Frazier went 0 for four, but he hit one of the warning tracks. Some good swings, yeah. Yeah, he had some good swings, and he's gonna play for D next game. I'd like Headley at DH and Ellsbury and Hicks. One of them, I don't care who, whoever's pitching. All right, let's go to questions for the next for the next series. Who do we throw game one? What's the biggest keys? Who do we throw game one? Um, I think it's still Sonny Gray's game. So game game one is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Is that normal rest for Tanaka or one day short? Um, well, today would have been. It's normal. It's normal. Call me biased on this one, man. I. At, at, after, got it. How how do you depict that to Sonny Gray? Not in a bad way though. Yeah, I, but it's it's Tanaka coming off a 15k start after what we just saw from Luis Severino in his first playoff game. I'd like to see Tanaka. I'd like to save Tanaka for the home. His his home and away splits are crazy, and save him. But I mean, how how many how many days rest is that? That's well, yeah, but t- that's going to be what nine or ten. Yeah, but you know, t- well, I mean, if you put Tanaka, it's going to be the same for Sonny. If you switch them, right. then you're doing that to Sonny. I think it's Sonny's game. I know, but my my only problem with that is Kluber's going game two. Yeah, so throw Savvy game which two. We're, which we're both assuming Severino. I think it would be really good to give Savvy the ball quickly and on the road. Yes. But I don't think you go I, game one because if he implodes again, now your first two yeah. playoff games of the year – Severino has imploded, so you cannot do that. Can't, can't go game one. I I think I think game two is a win. It's on the road. It it sounds bad, but it's it's on the road against Kluber. We're I, I'm not going to play the underdog card, but a lot of things have to go right to win that game, which are very possible. Severino's dealt with a lot of aces this year, and that's fine. I guess that's why I I'm leaning. They're they're throwing Bauer game one, mm-hmm. who man, he danced around us a couple times this year. We could have Bauer out in the second inning so easily. It always feels like that, but he always is so good against us. If you were the Cleveland Indians, if this was a Cleveland Indians podcast, talk, talking tribe, talking tribe. would you rather see Sonny or Tanaka on the mound? I think they'd rather see Tanaka. Think so? 100%. Sonny has eight. After eight, his last start? Yeah, but I mean, if you look at like 
the last 10 starts, Sonny has two, eight of his last 10 or two earned runs or less. Tanaka has won. His last start is excellent. His three before that are all terrible. And you're a really good yeah. hitting team. Yeah, I I just don't know. I mean, Sonny's throwing up a couple duds on his own. And I mean, if... Two. He's only give, throwing up two duds. Right, but they're more recent than not. Yeah, one is. But Tanaka... I mean, Tanaka's bad too. My guess and what I would do is Sonny, Sevy, Tanaka, CC. Hasn't CC been better on the road? Is that what you're saying? CC's the road guy, Tanaka's the home guy? Yep, but I think you can't start Sevy in the stadium again. I think play him on the road when he doesn't have... 60,000 people cheering for him. I mean, they obviously got to him, give him a new atmosphere and the quick turnaround because if Seve's on his game, he's our best pitcher. Right. Cause it, cause if you, if you let it linger, I don't know. It's tough. It's really tough. Seve just threw a wrench. Man, I, I've, I've got to be honest. I have no idea. Yeah. That's my insider opinion. I can tell you this. The f- it, I mean, it, my, still my favorite part of this ever was talking about who should get the ball in this game. Uh-huh. Um, and now that we're past that, it's kind of funny. But man, looking at this playoff series, I have no idea. My guess is Sonny Sevy. The the only thing that I'm digging up for potential information, helpful information, is that say if this series goes five games, which you very much have to consider, the Indians are a very good team. Uh huh. Now we're pitching Sonny Gray two starts. Uh yeah, I mean. You don't have to. The way it works out, you can be on fine rest. Like Bauer can pitch game two and game five. There's two travel days in between. Well, yeah, they were saying they were saying that Kluber would pitch two and five. That's what I meant. So, so you can pitch Sevy game two and Sevy game five. So now we're now we're banking on Sevy. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, you can bank on Sevy or Sonny. It's not a lot. Right. You can choose. Right, right, right. I don't know. That's that's just very tough for me. And I I know I get sucked into the past more than others, but to not have the Tanaka CC option again, I think, and again, I know you were getting the tweets and they were unfair, but there's that little trigger that goes off in the back of your head that when you see a new guy doing it, you go back to the old guy that's done it. And there's, there's always going to be a little piece of our hearts that pictures CC or Tanaka twirling it and having a stud game. And I, I know that's a mental hurdle to go over. It's almost the reverse bird while the front, they were praising the front office for sticking with bird this year. And he came back and he was himself again, man. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> if, if you're, if you're Girardi, <laughs> my best idea is having like an open conversation with the guys. And I feel like that's the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah. He, he made a joke about Severino being available on Thursday, which is game one. I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's sunny savvy. I mean, that's, yeah, I think that's the the two options for the first two games. I like the idea of getting Sevy back out there quickly and on the road. Because I mean, if we want to make a run, if we want to go to the ALCS and the World Series, Severino has to be pitching on his game, or we're fucking doomed. Right. He was the only right, constant. Right, right. Now we have three not constants. Now we have three pitchers where we're saying, well, if they're on their game. Right. So it's tough. All right. Next question. What's the biggest keys to beating the Indians? Pitching. <laughs> it's if it's what I just said. It's if our pitchers come through. I mean, I'll go a baby step before you after seeing today that the first four innings that they were saying that if there's any bullpen that matches the Yankees, it's the Indians. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that's going to turn out, that's going to turn into a both teams in fear of each other almost. And then it's, and then it's almost going to turn into a, a, for lack <laughs> for a more appropriate term, it's going to be a spitting contest saying, hey, we got the lead after four. Guess what? Here it comes. Yeah. And then, you, you, I don't know, you almost picture a, a pivot moment in that series where either one of the teams gets to the other bullpen or if, if they just can't. Um, it would be, so, be interesting so to know. see how many of these games against the Indians, the early lead wins. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the funky part with this sport, it could, <laughs> you know, if you get too cocky with your bullpen and start – and again, Girardi was masterful today. I, you know, a lot of people could have came at him at Chad Green in the first if it didn't work out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's if if you start pulling the guns too early on that, and then it's Adam Warren's pitching a tied game in the eighth. I know we think something like that couldn't happen, <laughs> and it it still cracks me up that like. <laughs> 
we laugh at Adam Warren, who had a great year. <laughs> but I, I don't know. That's that that's going to be interesting. I I would say the early leads and how they play out. All right. This question: Is there any irony with someone on the last pod suggesting starting the bullpen day? That was suggested that I laughed at. Said it was really dumb. We basically did it. It worked. Yeah. Are we going to now implement it as a strategy ever again? Is any team ever going to implement it? No. The best case is Severino doesn't fuck fuck everything up and he pitches. So yeah, it worked. But no team is ever going to go to it. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I'm I'm optimistic and slap happy tonight. If if they told you if they were talking in the 70s and said, "Hey, you know, teams are going to bring in five relievers a night." They would have laughed at you. So I'm I'm saying there's there's still a potential that it could be the future of baseball. I mean, you know, a, a good start a good start used to be considered what seven innings. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We came from complete games to seven innings to now five or six, and you get it to the right bullpen. I it it could be an interesting develop developing thing with saving arms, less innings, and all that for this playoffs. No, and two decades from now, could I see? you know the the starter almost having a chad greenish type role it, it, if you get good three innings they've got a rest of a bullpen to get you there it's very possible but i mean for right now that's that's not the game plan <laughs> no and it shouldn't have been and here because it, it fucks us like someone asked what's the bullpen uh what's the bullpen for game one maybe we see ben heller on the roster De- uh girardi said that most likely Chad Green and David Robertson are unavailable on Thursday. So that means Canely seems like he would know he needs one day rest. The other need two days rest. Seems like, so it's Canely, Batances, Chapman. I mean, those are still arms. Batances scares the hell out of me, but that's why it's not great to our. Yeah. So we need Sonny, whoever's starting in game one to go deep. Does Ben Heller make the roster over Shreve next game? I think Shreve was only on it because of Minnesota because he faced Minnesota for it. They got him up in the bullpen in game in this game. Yeah. That was pretty wild. Don't want to see that. Ben Heller. Parents were there. Ben Heller take his spot. No, because now you got all starting pitchers. You have all the starting, like Tanaka wasn't on this roster and neither was probably enough. Monty will be on the roster, right? I think, I think Monty will be on it as a long man. So there's not room for all the, the Shreve or Heller. I don't think. So, so let's, let's play this out. Sonny goes five. Yankees Yankees have a four to two lead. Fortitude. Warren Kane. What's what's the Warren Canely yeah. Chapman? I mean the, the message. Getting, I'll use your term right now. Two two out of Canely. Yeah, or yeah, or two out of Warren. They both can go too. Okay. I mean, I, the, your phrase "shot across the bow" was sent today at Batances. You're not being used in close games. They got to find a five run lead, four run lead and have him go out there and see if he's right. But I don't, they just used four guys before him tonight. Yeah. I, I, I guess the other side of that coin is I, I, we're all hopeful for that. <laughs> and he never hopeful. even, he never even got warmed up. Yeah. Shreve was warming up. Yeah. That is kind of crazy. If Sonny goes five and it's a, if they've got a two run lead, I could see Dallin getting some throws in. I think again, it would be the the shortest hook you've probably seen on a reliever ever. I don't, I don't. Basically, I mean, a short hook, put, a short hook puts your puts a guy in first. I think if if Sonny goes five, the six, seven, eighth is split up between Warren and Canley. You let Canley go, get the first inning, then you send him out there for the second. You go until he's in trouble. Once he's in trouble, you have Warren come in. Hopefully, he cleans it up and then goes like they split it, two and a third, so one and I, a third, one and two thirds. However, it works out. I guess the question that's that's the Batanzas question for now is okay. So, so say he does. The Yankees are up in a five-plus run game. He comes and pitches a good inning. Are you now okay with him in a less than two-run inning? Batanzas. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to see him be right once. Just once. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I just need to see him be right once, and then I'm a little more okay. Because that's how he worked down the down the stretch. He had like a right. two-week period where he was terrible. Once he got out of that, he was good for like three weeks. When he took over the closer role, when Chapman got demoted, he was awesome. 
but then he falls into right. his bad and you just don't know how long this bad's going to work. And I'm not trying to see in a two run game in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Cause I know you're also an advocate of he's usually better when he gets regular work. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at this point, when's he getting regular work? Yep. It's a really tough spot that he's in. I, I'm starting to fall in love with this phrase too much, but the, the break glass in case of emergency right now, I think he's the emergency Superman cape. If, if Chapman slips up or something like that, Oh boy. Imagine. I think that, I think that's when it's the, we, we played our whole hand. We've got one wild card. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> Cause otherwise right now I just can't picture it. Uh, I can't see him coming in. I don't want to see him coming in. People wanted him to come into this game. Fucking nuts. Yeah. An elimination game? I'm not trying to see <laughs> yeah. if someone has it in an elimination game. Yeah. All right, next question. Should I be concerned about Starlin? I'm confident in others producing, but I lack confidence in him. No. I mean, it, it, it's a one-game playoff. Everyone's not going to hit. You, I mean, right. I mean, if, imagine if everyone had a great game in a one-game playoff. You know what the problem with Starlin is? I was I was having a conversation with myself on this. It's, sometimes he looks like such an easy out. Yeah. I don't know if he I don't know if he guesses a lot. They were talking about how he's a good low ball hitter, so sometimes he swings at a lot of bad low balls. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. I, it was definitely something I was thinking of, and I'm wondering if it's a if the better the pitching. I mean, this is a generic statement with a lot of guys, but if the better the pitching starlin kind of can't keep up with that level if he kind of feasts on lower level pitching i don't know i i wouldn't say i don't again no stats to back that up all right so but there 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 are times when you see him swinging a ball in there and you're like really starlin like yeah but so his last three series of the season so nine games started 33 plate appearances he hit 333 394 obp six RBIs, two home runs. It's not like he's like, he was slumping before that. I think people saw him do bad tonight and forgot that he was good. The last two weeks of the season, he came out of his slump. I gave him an award for coming out of his slump. Don't you guys remember? So my guys, he's been good. So, I mean, it, the guy in his last nine games hit three thirty three. He just had one off game. I am. I'm not worried about him yet. I'll tell That's all I'm going to say. So should you be worried about Starlin? No, wait out two more games. Yeah, let me uh there's one thing I wanted to look up. I was I was going to look up a stat and I'm clearly not good at it, Jim. <laughs> what are you trying to look up? Um, let's see. I was going to look up his um what playoff stats he has. Oh, he's he played in the 2015, he didn't do good. Batted like 125. No. So I mean, I, hey, that's okay. I found Postseason batting, 2015, wildcard, DS, CS. Yeah, so, hey, 34 plate appearances, and it was one postseason, and again, it's that's where baseball's brutal. You're, you have your cold streak at the wrong time. It was also his worst year, and he switched to second, and he, like, wasn't right. wanted on that team. But, hey, it's it's something. It's He, he hit 176 and over 34 at-bats in a postseason. So, it's... It's something to keep an eye out for. Keep an eye out for it. You're not worried yet. It's too early to be too <laughs> early to be worried, man. The guy was just hot to end yeah. the season. He's he was an all star. Hit almost 300 yeah. on the year. He had one. He got hurt. Don't worry about that yet. The the Yanks win the next series three to one. He has a couple three hit games. He's the MVP of the series. So, <laughs> all right. Thoughts on Kluber starting game two and Bauer pitching game one. I why did they do this? I honestly don't know. Oh, I haven't been switching to my face. Everyone's just been looking at your face this entire time. Yeah, if they're watching. Yeah. But why did the why did the Indians make the switch? Did they say? I don't really get I it. Won't bring people back from the dead. Um, I I don't know. I haven't researched this at all. I would say I I think it would be maybe they have confidence in Bauer, either lately or against the Yankees, and they think you can go up two zero and still have Kluber for Game Five. I. I have no idea. I can't think. Like, do they want to match up better with us? I maybe they're. I mean, maybe they just feel. Maybe they thought that Severino's our ace and that he would be out for game one. He'd be out for game two if he actually pitched today. Right. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, maybe they're just going cocky like peacocks right now, and they think 
they'll they'll win that series and have Kluber lead off the next series. Oh, that could be it. They think they'll win it in less than five and keep them. I, I have no idea why they're doing it. My thoughts are on it are, um, okay, I, I, it confuses me. But, okay, we got to face either of them anyway. I don't give a shit what order they're in. There's got to be some yeah. benefit for them matching up down the road. Uh, I don't, maybe there's a um, – yeah, I figured it out. Bauer, I figured it out. Maybe Bauer, Bauer and Salazar, one of them has better home road splits or something like that. Could be. I think I know what it is. They are they – are, tiptoeing around Bauer because he's like a high school wrestler, cocky asshole guy. He wants the ball game one. So, you know, they're just feeding his ego. You think, you think, you think that's what you, you stumbled upon? Write it in stone. I've tweeted this out. Bauer is a guy you do not want to walk past him in the clubhouse on the wrong day. He's awful. Yeah. Okay. What are our chances of advancing? It's going to be tough, but, I mean, look at our lineup. Well, Judge, Judge is hitting home runs in the postseason. Our chances are decent. If Didi's coming through in the clutch, if Gardner's getting on base, our offense is good. That's where – that's the other side of the coin is that if the the Indians are cocky, they're playing well right now, they're saying we're throwing Bauer game one. Say we get to Bauer, which I very much think we can, whether, it, whether, whether it's sunny – Tanaka, CC, whoever. It's it's not. But the Yankees, God, Bauer throws so many pitches and so many balls. He he should be a pitcher that the Yankees feast on. And I hope they do. And there is a chance they do. It, the games they saw in this year were just so frustrating. It's, it's always seemed like there was runners on first and second, but there was never any life to it. The other side of the coin is that when we said Kluber's going game two, and that's a powerful move because – if you win game one, you have your ace game two. And then if it goes the other way, say we beat Bauer and then they find themselves in a, in a scrappy match game two. And then the Yankees were to win that. And you're going back to the Yankee stadium down. Oh, two, a series is over in theory. This is tough for me. Cause I, I mentally wrote off the Indians a little while ago for like not baseball reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lower my, I'm going to say 33%. I'm very worried about that first game. All right. Next question is, can Kluber be touched? You, what, you didn't say anything. About what? What do you think the Yanks' chances in the series are? Good. I said good. If our offense is rolling, we can beat anyone. That's what you, you got. We, we got to beat Bauer because Kluber is tough. You got to win every game. Kluber's not in. Then you, if, if, if I mean, the next question is, can Kluber be touched? The key to winning is we got to win a Kluber game if he pitches twice, right? Or win all three. It's it, crazy how much your mindset changes because yeah you remember when we played the texas rangers and we just could not beat cliff lee i think he beat us or it was the phillies yeah. it, was, it was the phillies in the world series the phillies won both cliff lee starts yeah Might i think been. it was that that's maybe what this kluber is going to be you got to make sure you win every other game because kluber threw two games against us this year one a complete game three hitter one an eight inning three hitter but but i was just looking at it listen to the lineup kluber faced um, in Sonny Gray's first start for us in August on August third, <laughs> listen to the lineup, Clint Lee, or or uh, Kluber faced. This is what we sent out against Corey Kluber in August: Brett Gardner, Clint Frazier, Didi Gregorius, Gary Sanchez, Jacoby Ellsbury, Chase Headley, Ronald Torres, Austin Romine, Tyler Wade, Wade Romine, Toe Clint. We started. We started their hot streak. We started their win streak with that lineup. No, this was earlier than their win streak. The win streak was when they – this was when we won two for two against them. The win streak was when they uh, – Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah, This was This is when I was – but, I mean, that's tough. Judge has never faced Kluber. Both Kluber games, Judge has sat. So that's kind of odd. So maybe he's our missing link. Hey, that's where it turns into the – if you can get one or two early, that changes the whole – it turns into, quote-unquote, NL baseball so quickly. All right, here's the last question we got. Do you continue to use all four outfielders in the lineup, or do you try and get Headley and Holiday some at-bats? I think that after today, you try to mix it up because the bottom of the order didn't do great. I think Headley, I think Headley deserves a start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hot bat. Let's look up Trevor Bauer's numbers versus the Yankees real quick. And then that'll be the end of this episode. 
during the playoffs, so during this series, I want to do after each game, but obviously we're not going to talk for an hour like we did today. This is a much different situation because we're kind of prepping for the, right. I'd, I'd like to do maybe 20 minute recaps. Yeah. Um, but I, but if people want to listen and I mean, the people that listened, the appreciated were awesome today because, you know, I was having moments of sincerity where I was like, fuck, this could be the end of Yankees baseball for the season. So I want to get all my thank yous out because I don't know. It's been great. It's been like great to everyone that's listening to this. You guys are awesome. You're like really nice on Twitter and shit. Appreciate it. Twitterverse was great today. Yeah, it really was. Did you see I was trending in New York? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, I was scared because I thought it, tweeting out the ESPN gifts was going to get my account suspended, which it still may. They're out there. They're, one got like a thousand retweets. All right. Trevor Bauer versus the Yankees. Greg Bird, one for eight. Starling Castro, one for five. Jacoby Ellsbury, three for 16. Todd Frazier, 7 for 22 with a home run and a double, 318. Todd's in. Yeah, I think they said 3 for 6 this year or something like that. Yep. Um, it was just like this page went dead. It's like, but I'm looking at it. Okay, Brett Gardner, 6 for 20 with two doubles, three RBIs. That's 300. That's good. So Gardner, good. Frazier, good. Didi Gregorius, 5 for 16. That's 313. That's good. Chase Headley, Five for 18. That's 278 with two doubles. Good enough. He'll be in. So it looks like looks like Ellsbury sits with the 188. And Headley should be in with it. If you're going off numbers. Aaron Hicks, one right. for 10. Not good. E. So you got to make a decision. Uh, you got to make a decision there. You got to. It's either going to be Hicks or Ellsbury in center. Hicks is one for 10 off Bauer. But he did get the RBI walk. He did get the little single. He is better defensively. Girardi state like Girardi pretty much stated today that he yeah. thinks Hicks is better. So maybe next game I think you see Hicks in center, Ellsbury on the bench, and Headley at DH. Yeah, Hicks. War is one of those advanced stats that's a little blown up, but Hicks had for eighty-eight games his WAR was up there, like yeah, <laughs> like high high All-Star almost MVP level. So on CC, there's some on CC Sabathia's podcast. Uh, he talked, he said Hicks is the X factor. He was like, if we get Hicks going, the team clicks like crazy. He was talked about right. when he went to Chicago and Hicks, but it's crazy. Also, uh, the whole team l- looked at my uh, thumbs down breakdown video. That was, pre- that was really which was cool. awesome. It's funny they quote me because I say to judge, get those knuckles in, baby, or something like that. And yeah. CC says they say that to judge all the time. So in the Yankees clubhouse, they're quoting me. You're pretty... Yeah, that was pretty cool. Someone sent it to me and I was like, really? And then I listened and I was like, whoa, that's actually, actually pretty cool. That's very cool. I want to, I wanted to find his thumbs down today and tweet at him and say, good job keeping those knuckles in. I rewatched that. Yo, I, I, I stay out of the thumbs, thumbs down game too much because you've got a stranglehold on it. Dude, that Gary power turn. Oh yeah. Well, Gary, Gary invented the point. So that was great. He doesn't let the point die because he invented that. He brought that. Ah. It was him. Um, but oh shit. Oh, so in that video, like Ryan Rucco tweeted back at me, he's like, the whole team enjoyed it. I like I say some shit that like now that I know the whole team watched it, I'm kind of like, fuck. <laughs> like Wade's looking at the wrong camera, and I'm like, just not ready to be called up yet. <laughs> Clint's going with the wrong hand, and I'm like, just Clint, just panicking like usual, going wrong hand, out of sync with the team, doing too much. Clint, Clint Frazier wants to beat yeah. you up. I, I said that Jaime Garcia and Adam Warren like weren't supposed to be there, but they just came into the picture, and everyone was like, all right, fine, you can be in it. Like, it's kind of mean. Did you say Canely was being like a meathead idiot wearing the Notre Dame? <laughs> yeah, but Canely's not upset about that. He's a fucking oh, he loves psycho, that. man. Biggest compliment you could give him. CC, someone said like... He was after one win, Canely was going crazy in the clubhouse because Notre Dame beat Temple or whoever they played earlier in the year. And right. CeCe was like, yo, calm down. <laughs> You're weird guys. All right. So that's it for the, this. I got to edit this and get it out early. Um, but as the playoffs go on, we are going to do recap podcast. Uh, hopefully we're not as drained. I was kind of drained today. I want to try and be higher energy, but that was gassed. Man. An elimination game is more than just the four hours of the game. Like this entire day, I was, my oh, brain yeah. was going nuts. And uh, I'm trying to, 
I'd make all these videos and they get lost in the timeline. So I'm trying to blog more johnboyblog.com. If you want to go there, try to post podcasts. I need to do more of that stuff, especially since the season is ending. I'll do stuff there. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Spread the word. If there was a camera on me today mm-hmm. from 530 through the third inning, you could have gotten me sent to a mental asylum. I looked like a complete nut job. Today was so taxing. So I mean, thanks, thanks everyone in the Twitterverse. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, got a, got a ton of follows today, ton of retweets, all that. Have all your family members, like we've been telling you, probably. Yeah, I mean, at the last game of the season, I did my last post game recap, and people were throwing compliments and saying they enjoyed what I was doing and stuff. And I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that many followers, only 4,000, but I don't think people realize that I had no followers to start the season. Like it was brand new, brand yeah. new to me. We didn't have a podcast to start the season. I didn't do post game recaps. I just, the only time I talked about the Yankees when I would text Jake or, or my dad, and now I'm talking to 4,000 yeah. people every game. It's awesome. I really, really, I really, really like it. Uh, talking Yanks. People like it. Talking Yanks. Let's hope we continue winning out. Oh, Yankees. My grandma's uh, like on a cruise. She couldn't watch this. Pretty rude of whoever took her on that cruise. Yeah. Because she's not. Who was it? I think it was my aunt. I was going to say. <laughs> family member of yours. Yeah. It was just some guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. We're out. Go, Yankees. Let's go, Yankees. Let's go, Yankees. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Yanks.